are in a city for you podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me to your office. Hmm? Your Thanks work. for inviting me to your podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I want to start with mentioning all the weird connections that we have. Mm. <laughs> and then you can introduce yourself. Yes. So we've met through Open, Open House, House Festival. Mm. We were both volunteering, right? Yes, last year. Yes. In Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that first we both studied architectural lighting design at KTH. Mm-hmm. Then we both have Greek origins. Yes. <laughs> And then we both dance Lindy Hop. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably even more we haven't found about yet. <laughs> exactly. So um, each time I remember this, I'm like, wow, how does it even, like, how is it possible? Mm-hmm. That's very impressive. And we also got to be in the same building at the same time so that we meet. Yeah. And it's so weird that we probably wouldn't have met so soon otherwise. It was just festival. Mm-hmm. And I was in that building randomly because I did I wasn't meant to take pictures there. Uh-huh. But I came just because I had some extra time. So it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And you came just when I changed the shift with this previous uh, woman who was there volunteering. So yeah. it was perfect. Yeah. So strange. Anyway, yeah. And now you can introduce yourself mm-hmm. without connecting to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name is Christina. I have a very big Greek surname and I get a lot of questions about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, a girl in the post office asked me to if I can pronounce it for her. Yeah. And then she was very happy to uh-huh. hear it. Okay, yeah. So it's a constant um, uh, thing when okay. you live in huh. uh, Sweden and you have this super long yeah. name. It's maybe an icebreaker as well. You can kind of... You hear a joke about it, you can joke back, and then you feel like you know the person. Yeah, and know. everyone, like, the next step is trying to pronounce it, yeah. polychronopoulou, and mm-hmm. see if you get it right. Oh, and... yeah. <laughs> so people can try if they want to mm. pronounce it. But yeah, tell um, me more about the places where you traveled from to, where you've lived. Mm. Uh, yes, so um, the cities I've lived... Uh, I've lived in Stockholm for the last five years, mm-hmm. and before that, uh, I've mostly lived in Athens. And for a short period of time, um, I lived in Oslo for this Erasmus exchange, uh-huh. uh, which probably led to me applying later on for some studies in Scandinavia mm-hmm. um, because I really liked it there. Yeah. Um, and as a child, I've also lived for one year in London, uh, but I was really young. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah, only fun stuff, like <laughs> going to Legoland and <laughs> like, to the London Zoo and things like that. Still an experience. Yeah. It impacted you somehow. Uh, I guess it helped a bit with the English mm. also. Yeah. To, uh, in an early age, be exposed to it and... Yeah. Mm. I have a, my mom has a friend who's Canadian, 
mm-hmm. and lives in Greece. And uh, she said that when we returned from England, we had me and my brother had a super British accent. Uh-huh. That after a lot of years of um, studying English afterwards went away totally, and now it's only this Greek English accent left. <laughs> yeah, which oh. is natural. I mean, yeah, that should be the case, I mm. guess. Maybe it will turn to swing English. Maybe, yeah. yeah gradually, who yeah. knows? It could, yeah. Okay, let's go to the city discussion. Okay. Or carry on, rather. What is a city for you? Hmm. A city? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's the main question of your podcast. Yeah. And it's a difficult one. But I guess for me, it's... Um, of course, a geographical entity, but also mm, it's a, a kind of a mix of all these lives that at the same time happen mm-hmm. and that you can't really grasp, but you can kind of have an experience through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mm, yeah. I remember like, when I was in Tokyo uh, with some school visits, it was a time where I felt now I'm in a big city mm-hmm. because I felt that uh, I was crossing some bridge and then there were a lot of levels under me in mm-hmm. the um, like metro or, mm-hmm. and then a lot of levels above me in some skyscrapers and uh-huh. I really felt like now there are so many people around me experiencing something different but also being at the same moment in the same space Mm -hmm. and i guess that's it that Mm -hmm. uh, mix (laughs) yeah interesting but how would that experience from tokyo relate to you living in oslo and i can imagine that's very different Mm, yes very different Uh, because Oslo maybe feels a little bit like a small town, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, even though it's a capital. Mm. But on the other hand, my experience in Oslo was more urban in the way that I, for the first time, lived in um, very centrally. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I grew up in the suburbs of Athens, mm-hmm. uh, so most of my life I've lived in a suburb of a city, mm-hmm. not in the city center. Yeah. But in Oslo, because of the student housing mm-hmm. being very centrally, I it was this chance of just walking to the university and then uh, never needing to care that much about public transportation and mm-hmm. it was very nice <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, maybe less people but more intense because i didn't maybe lose time so much in commuting and mm-hmm. yeah. that. so when you were living in athens you'd have to travel to the city yeah uh, and since i um, uh, never got to drive a lot. Mm-hmm. I I have been using a lot of public transport in Athens, uh-huh. which often is delayed, and then uh, I don't know. Someday it's a strike, and it doesn't yeah. work. Uh-huh. So uh, it's uh, yeah, not that fast to mm-hmm. go places if you don't drive, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not so bike friendly as yeah. Stockholm is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Except in days like this, like today, <laughs> when it's just ice outside mm-hmm. and yeah, it's cold, and, yeah, wet snow. Yeah, mm. not great, but possible mm-hmm. to bike. Cool. Thank you for bringing all of these different cities and memories to the conversation. The next question I'll ask you is: What are you for the city? Mm. Me. Uh, I am one of these millions of stories that Mm -hmm. go around in the city. Um, Yeah, and on one hand, it's like, maybe you don't exist, but at the same time, I think uh, you can affect the city as an entity as well. Mm -hmm. Even, yeah, with simple things like... Today I was on the bus and this lady went out and just slipped a lot and was totally shocked and there were like three people on her trying to lift her up and then someone got her by the hand and Uh waited and uh, I mean it's, uh, (laughs) you are one person in all these people but Mm. um, yeah maybe wearing a funny hat can do something to the cityscape than Ah, not wearing a funny hat. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mm. These small things that add to the story of someone else. Maybe. Yeah, and maybe mm. make someone notice something different mm-hmm. They that gets them a bit out of their routine. Mm-hmm. And then it can be bigger things also. Um, I, I know you also have this uh, lighting design background. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, maybe you've been, of course, to some festivals and mm-hmm. like... And more recently, it was the Nobel uh, Week lights. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these people who are entities in the city yeah. coming together to make something nice mm-hmm. uh, for others to just experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you feel like, as, as an architect, you also bring something to the city? Yeah. Um, or less you... directly? <laughs> sounds like not so much. <laughs> yeah, I think, of course. Mm. Um, and you try to and strive for it mm. but especially in Sweden I have a feeling that um, being an architect is m- the same as being any kind of consultant to a project so I, I have felt that mm. maybe you don't have so much power over a project as you do maybe mm-hmm. in Greece if you are a mm-hmm. responsible architect. Mm-hmm. But of course you can affect and can try for things. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> mm. cool. Even deciding on a material. Like, mm. I mean, it's not the dream to just ah, decide on a material. You want to really be able to design ex- an experience if mm-hmm. you make something. Yeah. But uh, it matters, every little thing. Yeah, but even choosing a material through the desire of creating an experience Mm. can matter. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Hmm. Thank you. The next question is very much linked to lighting. And usually I feel like it's the most random question to ask. But here I feel like it isn't (laughs) as random because I'm talking to you. So how does artificial lighting of a night city affect you? Mm. Um, yeah, it is again 
uh, a question related to which city and mm. where you are. Mm, and yeah, because we, you have been discussing with others about this um, thought that in a different city you have different kinds of mm. uh, light temperatures and yeah. intensity and all that and it affects people in different ways and sometimes people might not even think about it but it mm. still affects them mm-hmm. um, for me like about Stockholm I feel that it uh, most areas feel kind of cozy because they are kept a bit darker during the night mm-hmm. and then you get to see more of uh, lights on the windows and uh, have this feeling that people are somewhere inside and it's warm and there is life in the city but it's more indoors <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so i think that's uh, fun mm-hmm. mm, in athens if i try to compare it it's uh, lighting is usually dealt with as trying to make something very bright to associate it with uh, safety mm-hmm. And um, I think people tend to overdo it, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's a different culture. And yeah, I but the truth is that I think it's a matter of how much you think about it because I feel that before I studied lighting, maybe I didn't react so much to very strong lighting outdoors, Mm -hmm. but nowadays. If I go to Greece and I am in some um, square outside and they have put all these uh, very strong lights coming towards me, towards mm-hmm. like the tables, everything yeah. is like super, super, super bright, then I, I feel a little tired. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I don't know, have I answered or have I just yeah, uh, rambled yeah. No, no, you, you have. And I, what you mentioned about... Uh, the fact that after you have studied, you start noticing it more. Yeah. I think that's definitely true for me as well. Because maybe I would have felt tired anyway, but I wouldn't have linked it to the lighting. I feel like, yeah, I just felt tired and annoyed. Mm. and I'm getting a headache. Yeah. I don't know why. But now I'm like, ah, that's because the lighting is too much and it's right in my face and I cannot really see the person. Mm. Yeah. It kind of gives another reasoning to things. Sometimes. Exactly. I don't know if it's uh, nice for yeah. everyone to be like this because no. I feel like <laughs> no. you get sadder in situations where you wouldn't think about it. It's like yeah. when you know something can, can be better mm. and you think about it, it takes something from the experience. and Totally, yeah. Ah, the more you know, yeah. <laughs> the least happier sometimes. Yeah. But also can add something to the experience. It doesn't have to distract from it. Yeah. Mm. And also, yeah, it depends on the way you interpret it in your own mind. If you just get annoyed, then it might be a bit sad. But if you just think, okay, there are so many possibilities in yeah. this room <laughs> that I could be, that's a different story. Oh, you get your creative mind working. Exactly. And what I like is that I start talking to people about lighting and mentioning this sometimes out loud. And then... If I keep doing that to the same person, then in some time, this person starts commenting on light. And I'm like, wow, I've done something to them. (laughs) I'm so sorry. That was kind of my intention, but I didn't mean to. Mm. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. So we have an impact even that way. Yeah. Now we will switch to the question from the previous guest. Mm-hmm. And I recorded that podcast episode today, which I really did not expect to. Okay. So it was very... You've been very productive, productive yeah. with your podcast. Yeah. So in my mm-hmm. lunch break, we recorded uh, another podcast. Episode. Wow. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So the question from Amanda is, what size city in terms of population, potentially like physical features, such as like being near a coast or in a mountainous region... But what does their perfect city for them to live in look like and why? Uh, just before we started the podcast, I looked up yeah. <laughs> the population of Stockholm, mm-hmm. which seems to be somewhere around 1 million to 2 million or 3, mm-hmm. depending on how you measure. Yeah. And I think it's a pretty okay number. Mm-hmm. I haven't lived in a city that is huge, like I haven't lived in the US and experienced this number, so mm-hmm. I, from what I can tell, I think Stockholm feels okay mm-hmm. in terms of size. Uh, then um, I really like cities when they have water mm-hmm. and you can walk a bit and then be exposed to these reflections and mm-hmm. I feel it's very calming for me. Mm -hmm. That's why I like uh, Thessaloniki a lot Mm -hmm. uh, in Greece. Because it is very packed as a city and um, noisy, but then you can just walk to the seafront and you just take a walk and clear your head. yeah, so ah, some kind of connection to the water, I think, is important. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I, yeah, I am a corona cyclist, so I started biking. <laughs> I didn't hear about that concept before, yeah? Yeah, I, I mean, I always had the plan to start biking, yeah. but it's uh, a sales card that is very convenient when you have it, and it yeah. stops you from biking, so... Yeah. It, uh, I only actually did it uh, for real, like every day, um, yeah, when Corona started. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something nice that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel it's very cool to be able to go anywhere with your bike in a city. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I would like that characteristic mm-hmm. to be there as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, yeah, I mean, it's also something that I I feel it's the reason why I wouldn't want to move to a very small town or a, a village uh, is that I can find hobbies I like doing mm-hmm. uh, in a city. So yeah. uh, I usually, I tend to have some hobbies uh, that are very strong, like we have this Lindy Hop dancing mm-hmm. and I... I would really miss it if I moved somewhere where there was not, the, mm-hmm. this community hadn't reached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. those were the things that come to mind. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing this. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Now it is you who asks the question for the next speaker. Uh-huh. Speaker or guest. 
have you ever had an amazing experience related to architecture or lighting ever in life, indoors or outdoors? Thank you for the question. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very clear question and could bring some memories, which I think yeah. is always an interesting topic to mm -hmm. discuss. Maybe some nice place we should visit yeah. can come up. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, this was very nice to talk to. <laughs> yes, you too. Thank you for being part of SET for you. If you want to carry on the discussion, feel free to join for the next episode that will be coming out next Thursday. You can also follow the project on Instagram, Facebook and Telegram. Enjoy SET for you. <laughs>